Wake up! Wake up! Wake up, Daddy! Wake up, Mr. Wayne! This is Iris from Seattle. This is Ray from Chicago. And welcome to the Fatherhood Arise podcast. Where we talk about fatherhood stuff, Catholic dad stuff. We celebrate good dads here. Hey, dads, this is for you. Hey, what's up? And welcome to the Fatherhood Arise podcast. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Ray, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I got some, I got like, what, three hours of sleep today, so I'm good, man. Oh, yeah. That's that <laughs> newborn life right there. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So if this is your first time joining us, thank you and welcome. We are glad that you found us. This is where Ray and I talk about uh, Catholic dad stuff, the intersection of faith and fatherhood. And if you've been with us for a long time, we thank you for your listenership. It's awesome to uh, go on this journey with you. And uh, Ray, we have some good news, man. We have good news. Of we have good news. Things. We have good news, but this is good. This is some real good news. We're not alone today. We have a guest. Burr, 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 burr. Yes. That's right. <laughs> Welcome our guest, Mike Panna. He is a husband, a father, a professional martial arts instructor. He is married to his wife for six years now, Christine, and the father of two boys, Ethan and Evan. I didn't know this. Evan was just born, what, five? You said five months? Five months ago. Five, five months, months yeah, ago. So five months ago. Yeah. Uh, and he has been training in the martial arts since the age of nine, specializing in the Filipino martial arts known as, hopefully I'm going to pronounce this right, known as Kali or Arnis or Escrima. Is that right? Man, the accent is sharp. There it is, man. There it is. <laughs> uh, he is the founder of Bayani Warrior Martial Arts, which is an organization dedicated to empowering and strengthening its students through the martial arts. He is an associate instructor in Atienza Kali and uh, Edged Weapons System taught by the Atienza family and the founder of Pana Arnis, a stick fighting and empty hand art founded on the Filipino martial arts. He is a full-time instructor for the Kickstart Kids Organization, a nonprofit founded by Chuck Norris that teaches character education and martial arts in middle school in the state of Texas. He is also an affiliate chapter leader for the Carlos, am I saying this, Carlos Machado? Machado, Machado. Machado Jiu-Jitsu Association. So please, everybody, welcome Mike Panna. What's up, man? What's up, Thank Mike? You guys. I appreciate this. It's an honor to be here, guys. Dude, also, I forgot to mention this, but uh, a fellow Jerseyan. Yes. Jersey, Jersey strong. Jersey strong. What's yeah, up, man? man? There you go. Yeah. And also, he can kick both our butts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so we've been planning this for a while now. Finally, yeah. we, uh, uh, we um, were able to match our schedules. And thank you, man. Thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me, guys. This is a huge pleasure and a huge honor for me. And uh, I, I've been following your work for quite some time. So it's a huge, uh, it's a, it, I'm really happy to be here right, right now. Thank you. That's great. Well, Mike, we have um, uh, a tradition on this show where we start off by, uh, Ray calls it dad vent. I don't know when he started <laughs> blaming me because he's the one who coined that term. But um, I'm calling it the, the, real, the real stories of dads. And uh, we're, that's where we're going to tell stories about our lives, just like the, the real life that we experience. Uh, Ray, you got a story? I do, man. It's a short, quick one. Uh, if you have been following us, if you've been a fan of this show, 
you know my troubles every single time I walk out of my house. Usually my neighbor, my my neighbor <laughs> across the street is there. He's he's a smoker. So he's always there. And I'm always like, oh, man, yeah. I have to say hi. I'm, I'm I, you know, I, I have no problems with him. He's a great guy. But the thing is, is that I don't know his name. I just don't know. He knows my name. And we've been here for what, like seven going on eight years now. Yeah. And anyway, uh, maybe three years, uh, three days ago, three days ago, my father-in-law, because I told him about this, like, I don't know his name. <laughs> my father-in-law, he, he doesn't know his name either. It's the first time he met him. So he was outside and he said, hey, uh, what's your name? So good news, guys. I know my neighbor's name. His name is Nick. His name oh. is Nick. Nick, shout out, shout out, Nick. Shout my, out to uh, Nick. Did you write neighbor. it down in your on your hand? I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget. I will never. Next time I see him, I'm like, "Hey, what's up, Nick?" You That's just, right. Because usually it's like, "Hey, what's up, guy? How you doing, <laughs> fellow?" But Didn't yeah, that. it's Nick. <laughs> That's such a crucial move when you have the the stranger uh, or the person that you don't know, but you yeah. um, have a familiar introduce themselves. I always do that. My wife and I have a, like a, a game plan for that where she always <laughs> nice, yeah. says, Hey, what's your name? Cause she knows she just looks at my face and then she knows like, Oh, Iris doesn't know. Iris <laughs> does not know his name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's great. Um, I love it. My story, man, it's, it's um has to do with my, one of my kids and so my kids started middle school Ooh. and they started a band program. Oh, yeah. They, they, or they have a band program and he's going to enter in. Well, I was trying to encourage him to enter in. So fellas, um, I've, I'm a veteran of a uh, middle school and high school band. Mm. Yeah. I played the clarinet. For eight years. Really? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I know. I know. And so my son comes to me and he says, hey, dad, I want to play the saxophone. Oh, (laughs) and and you know, like when when you think of saxophone, what do you guys think of? Never going to dance again. Guilty feet has got no rhythm. Absolutely. That song. Yeah. I yes, think familiar, right? Kenny G. Oh, Kenny G. Of yeah. course, classic. Yeah, that guy. He's a gangster, <laughs> and and I that was also my my plan was I'm going to start in the clarinet and then I'm going to move into the saxophone. Mm-hmm. But then I got stuck in the clarinet, and then I and then I was just like there, and then I never moved forward uh, or jumped up to the saxophone, and then and then I was just kind of trapped, and then I I didn't like I didn't like it. So when my son said, I want to play the, I want to play the saxophone. I said, no, 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 son. You want to play <laughs> the trumpet. Oh, uh, switched yeah, it up. Play the okay. trumpet. And he said, no, dad, I want to <laughs> play the saxophone. I don't know if you guys get this, but so he, so he was like adamant. He was adamant. Like, there's no way I'm going to play the trumpet. I'm going to play the sax. So we had this kind of fight and my wife would say, Iris, just let him do what he wants. And I said, no, I'm predicting what's going to happen. And I'm trying to cut him off at the pass and help him. So, so anyways, uh, he, they, they find out that they can do two instruments. They can start on one and then mid-year they switch and then they learn another. And, um, they didn't have any saxophones. So he had to start on the trumpet. So he started last week. And guess what? 
He loved it. He loves his trumpet. He loved it. After all of the fighting, (laughs) I love the trumpet. And he's like, I'm not even going to go do the saxophone. I just want to do the trumpet. And then (laughs) then I said, hold on, hold on. So all of that fighting, all of the complaining was for nothing. Like, could you just trust me that I (laughs) am looking out for you, kid? Like, and this is the story of my life, guys. Like, they just, they don't trust me. They don't trust that I'm looking out for them. And that's so frustrating. Ah, so there it is. I don't know. I think I'm with him, man. Trumpet. I'd argue that. But I guess trumpet is like the star. The trumpet is the star of the band. Yeah, but it's not as sexy as the saxophone. What are you talking about? That's the sexiest instrument. Trumpet. There's a (laughs) (laughs) zero sexiness in there. But sure, but sure. You can play taps on it. Put yeah. a plunger, plunger head on that thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know. So, anyways, that's my story. I can't get no respect, man. Even when I'm right, even when I'm right. Mm. Soak it in, though. Soak it in. Yeah. How about you, Mike? Oh well, yeah. So for me, I was thinking about this because there's so I, my kids are younger. So my eldest is four years old. He's going on five in November, and my I'm, I have a five month old now, two boys, and so I don't have the, those stories just yet in terms of you know trying to argue with them just yet. My four year old will argue with He's he's the, but he's not very soon yet, and right? very soon. Right. Enjoy so, yeah, this time. I know it's coming because I got friends with kids who are teenagers, and I, I, know, I teach middle school, so I know it's coming. Okay. But, uh, yeah. So, um, but my. Um, Today, as I was thinking about it, actually, I teach a class privately um, once a week in my backyard to a few select students. And so um, on Tuesday nights for about two hours. And when I get back home from my job teaching middle school, I have my son. Hey, listen, you want to spend time with me? Why don't you go hang out in the backyard while I'm teaching this class? Right. And my son is such a character just by himself. Like anyone who's met him or knows him knows exactly what I'm talking about. Like he's just he's so full of energy. He's got this great spirit about him and he wears his heart on his sleeve and he's obsessed with Halloween all year round. It doesn't matter if it's July, doesn't matter if it's March, doesn't matter what, what time of year it is. It's always Halloween for him. And so he's like the Halloween King. So he goes out and in addition to Halloween, he's obsessed with pirates. So he thinks he's a pirate, he's dressed as a pirate and he's got a trick or treat bag in July, basically. So he's always like this guy. So he goes to the backyard, he's playing with his pirate ship. And he gets these two scarecrows, these Halloween scarecrows, and he plants them in the grass as the guys are swinging. So just get this image, right? I got a whole like crew of guys and like one female swinging sticks. It looks like something out of a Kung Fu movie. I'm like, one, two, three. And you got this one kid, I got scarecrows. He's just planting them in the grass. And he's, he's, <laughs> he's doing his own stuff. thing, man. Yeah. yeah. He's got his pirate hat on and he's just swinging his toy sword and his hook, his little Captain Hook thing. And I remember there's a side of me, like there's the father side of me, like I'm trying to be professional with my students. Like, I want you to quiet down. You know, I want you to be quiet. But then I thought about, no, this is good. Because one, he's with me. That's that's huge, right? And I, 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 I try to cherish that time with my sons anyway. I want to make sure I'm with them as much as possible. But also I want him to be him and I want him to be him in front of my people. And I want him to see what dad does. And if he wants to train, that's fine too. He does that sometimes, but you know, I, I want him to be him. And I just real, and one of the newer students pointed out, he's like, wow, he's, I've never seen a kid like that. And she meant it in a very complimentary way. Like, wow, he's just such a, it's almost like a performance wherever he goes and who knows, he might be a drama kid, but like, I'm looking at him as even though he's such this unique kid and sometimes he's very, he was very loud during the class. Um, he, he's, he's I'm just really blessed to have 
this unique creative performance based on <laughs> so it was, awesome. it was very heartwarming and i you know and so i mean i was trying to keep the discipline but also be a dad with him and also be a, keep the discipline and the protocols with my guys in the class oh, so that was man. it was an interesting time balancing those two personalities was fun so yeah oh man that's so cool so did you tell him to play the trumpet or you just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i'm gonna tell him to play the trumpet he's sleeping right above me right now first thing we'll talk about trump actually he wanted to play what did he want to play he actually wanted to learn how to play guitar uh because he was watching blues clues with a new uh post yeah yeah, 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 yeah. and he actually guy. went as him last uh what maybe a, like last halloween he went as josh and uh for from blues clues okay. and so he, so we'll see we'll see but hey man trumpet I'll keep that in mind. I'm going to put it on my phone right now. Yeah, dude, I love it because you're allowing him to be himself, like whatever that is. And um, uh, I I was asking my, I I presented that story to my students in high school and I said, what should I do? And they said, how about you let him make his own choices? Mm -hmm. I was like, I never thought of that. (laughs) It's it's tough because, you know, as fathers, we, we, like you said, we see 10 steps ahead. Right. right. And so we see that, okay, this is where you're going. And there's a side of us, there's that, and again, we might talk about this later, but this protector side of us, we want, we know what's going to happen, right? Like you foresaw what was going to happen and you were right. Uh, but it, that's such a, cause he went thing. through it. He went through it. Yes. And, you know, it's yeah. like, it's, 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 uh, it's a blessing that your son went through that. And I know I got a lot, I'm, I'm like a white belt in the dad game because I've only <laughs> been a dad for like four or five years, but yeah, it's uh, I, I know that's going to happen. So I appreciate you sharing that story. Iris. Yo, thanks for joining us again, man. Because this is this is the topic at hand. We're, th- we're going to talk about uh, self discipline. We're going to talk about dadhood. Uh, mm-hmm. But as we transition into the main topic of today of this episode. And as I mentioned, our main topic for today is self discipline. And of course, we're going to talk to Mike about uh, uh, the martial arts. Uh, but before all of that, I want to ask you that question because this is what you, I mean, you talked about it already a little bit about your fatherhood. You said you're new to the game, but dude, you know what to do. It's like, in a sense, like an instinct, it's in your heart already. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you that question What does fatherhood mean to you? You know, when you mentioned this earlier before the, the, the call started, I was really reflecting on this. And for me, fatherhood is about leadership and it's about mentoring and it's about mm. guiding and it's about being able to. So one of the things that I think about, I, I'm not just raising my sons, right? I'm also raising my grandsons. I'm raising my great grandsons. I'm thinking down the line because what we do now as fathers is we're guiding them to basically replace us. So the question is, what do we do? We have to guide them, right? Oh, we have to yeah. mentor them. And in addition to that, um, fatherhood, I don't think it's re- relegated just to us as dads. I think, you know, I know a lot of men, uh, men that I admire, men I love and respect, um, who do not have children. Either they, uh, you know, they, they struggled with that, uh, you know, with their wives, they, they couldn't have children of their own. Um, and I know many men, good men that I love and respect that are uh, single, and uh, they might be called to singlehood, but they are still all called to fatherhood. And when I speak to these men that I admire and respect who either they can't have children of their own due to maybe fertility issues or whatever, or maybe they're single still, I tell them, listen, you're still called to fatherhood. Fatherhood is not relegated just to us as dads, right? Uh, fatherhood is male leadership and guidance and mentoring. So I, uh, I teach for Kickstart Kids during the daytime. 
Uh, so before I teach Miami Warrior Martial Arts and Atienza Zakali at night, I'm teaching for Kickstart Kids. And it's this nonprofit, like you mentioned earlier, funded by Chuck Norris. And his mission was to bring martial arts into the middle schools here in Texas, into the school system. And um, initially the program was brought into some of the most gang infested, drug infested schools here in Texas. Um, and now it's become more of a mentoring program, it went from like an anti-drug, anti-gang initiative, which to some degree it still is, uh, but it's now focused more on, you know, character development, martial arts training and character development through martial arts training. And I, I meet a lot of working in a middle school. I work alongside a lot of females, female teachers, um, who are fantastic at their jobs. And if you work in education, you know, most of the teachers, at least in my experience, have been female. My wife is a teacher. Uh, she's a high school teacher as well. Um, and she and I have these conversations and we notice that the girls and boys with strong father figures in their lives, it could be an uncle, it could be a biological father, it could be a coach, it could be something. They tend to make better choices. They tend to be more self-correcting. They tend to have more self-control with their emotions. They tend to be more self-aware of their emotions. They tend to be a lot more mature and they perform better in the classroom. And this is not to take anything away from single mothers. Absolutely not. Um, I've come across so many single mothers in um, my time working in the public school system who are heroes of mine. And I'm so impressed with them and their strength. And there's a different level of strength to that, I think, um, than, than, you know, normal, you know, martial arts strength, if you will. Um, I'm so impressed with them. But statistics show that fathers are male figures in a community that lead tend to generate better students, better athletes, better citizens overall. And I think even if you don't have kids of your own, like biological kids of your own, I tell my single friends or maybe my friends who are married and struggling fertility, Hey, listen, there's some kid out there who needs you. Yeah, There are kids out there who need you. And I remember one of the stories, I hope I can go on. I don't, I don't want to go too far on a tangent with this, but well, as I tell you all this, I remember this one particular uh, female student I had in one of the first middle schools I taught at, which was kind of in a rough area. This girl came from, I believe the country was Belize, and she didn't know anybody. She was brand new. And within six months of training with me in the middle school, uh, she goes, Mr. Pana, can I, I speak to you for a second after class? And I said, yeah, sure. Come on in. And she spoke to me and she goes, listen, I'm dating this boy. And he's an older boy. She's an eighth grader. And she was dating this freshman from the high school up the street. So she says, I want you to meet him. And I was kind of like... Why? I, I didn't. And again, I don't know. This goes back on aside from where she moved from, right? Um, and she said, "Well, I don't have a father in my life, and I need to introduce this boy to a man in my life. And you're the only man that I have in my life." Wow. And that that struck me. And I realized, wow, I may not be this woman, this girl. Again, I wasn't married at the time. Um, I was still dating my wife at this time. But it struck me like that right there is fatherhood. And I, I haven't spoken to the girl since she left middle school, and I hope she's okay. But um, you know, that struck me. That really struck me. And I think that's something that we as men are called to do. And if you follow me online, you know that I'm not just about martial arts. I'm also about mas masculinity and manhood, specifically from the perspective of a Filipino-American man. Because I feel like, and if you look at Hollywood, especially since we're in the era that we grew up in the 80s and the 90s, there weren't many masculine examples of right. Asian in cinema. I think that's changing now. Uh, but one of the things that I try to do is become a good masculine role model to those kids who may not have fathers in their life may not have positive male males in their life. They might have males at home. I'm using the word males because these are not men. A lot of these guys are drinking too much and they're not present. Right. Uh, but if I can be a, a masculine role model in their life, then I'm doing my job as a father for them as well. So I try to take that seriously. Yeah, that's great. That's great, Mike. Cause you're right. I, the, the amount of, I think, I think it just really reflects that there's a complementarity and we need kids deserve to have fathers 
right? right? Like every kid needs a father. Uh, I grew up with a father um, and uh, my, my parents are together, but I would say in high school, I wasn't close to my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, that happened much later, right? but I, I did find a, a father figure in high school that like, that wasn't my dad, but like, I looked at him like, that is my father figure. That's the person I would go to if I, if I needed like advice and, and, um, and that guy was super generous to me, right? Like he, he could have said like, who's this kid? Get, get away from me. But because he took the time to invest in me, um, that made all the difference in my life. Right. And so you're right. Um, when you're, when you're talking about, uh, that, Hey, may, maybe you're not a biological father or, or you're, uh, a, a single person or whatever your circumstance, but every, every, everybody needs somebody who can show them the way to coach them and mentor them. And that's super important. So, um, major props to you for, for, um, seeing that and being that in people's lives. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. And sometimes we don't even notice that or even acknowledge it. Um, here, with this whole movement of fatherhood arise, that's what's been in our hearts to celebrate good dads, and also that that part of arise, like to step up, you know. And again, sometimes we don't acknowledge it that the spotlight is on us, that people are looking at us, that our kids are looking at us, maybe even some of their friends or strangers that are looking for this figure, this uh, this father figure. And so here we are now in this topic at hand, self-discipline, because we need to step up. Right. And I, I'm, I'll be, I'll be honest. Like I'm at the fa- a phase of, of my life, you know, I have uh, six kids now, newborn, two weeks old and self-discipline. I was very much disciplined. I was, I'm, I was proud of myself back in high school, back in like the single days. But again, truth be told, I, I don't know what that means anymore. Self-discipline. What does that, what does that mean? Like, how do, is there a way to like step it up? Is there a way to like boost that? Is, is there a, a, a vitamin that I can take or something or what? <laughs> <laughs> Self-discipline, man. Yeah. Sure. So yeah, uh, for me, and I know we spoke about this earlier off, off camera, off the uh, call, but uh, self-discipline, well, in my life is pretty much at the core of how I think. And my mom was actually, I, I saw my mom earlier today and she was talking to me. She was like, you know, you, even as a kid, like you were always training on your own. No one told you to, you, you were always doing that. And I, I had to go back in my mind when I thought about the topic for today, which is, which is self-discipline. So what is it? Obviously it means discipline of the self, but discipline really comes down to self-mastery and the martial arts have taught me self-mastery. That's the one thing I like people ask about. Cause I, if a lot of people get to martial arts to learn how to fight. And that's how I got introduced to it, right? I, I had to learn how to do it. And uh, you, you and I both grew up in central New Jersey. And this was a different time in central New Jersey. I mean, Edison, New Jersey, I remember, I mean, the Kuyas above me, the Kuyas, the Filipino older brother figures above me, man, they were tough men. They were rough guys. Uh, they could throw, they could throw down. And I remember being this kid looking at these guys, like these rough Filipino guys. And I'm looking at these guys like, well, I don't want to do like all the stuff they're doing. Cause some of the stuff they're doing is a little questionable, but stuff that they were, that I admired was their grit. Their, their, their stoicism, their self-control, like they didn't flinch in the face of danger or any time, anything like that. So for me, self-discipline comes down to that. It comes down to self-mastery. Martial arts really forged that in me. But I was, as I was telling you off camera, you know, um, being that this is a uh, faith-based Catholic podcast, um, 
the Catholic faith is really rooted in self-discipline. Like, and if you look at the earliest aspects of the church, and I'm not talking just, you know, just a European church history. I'm talking like the original 12 apostles. I mean, these were men of discipline. They had to be. Um, fishermen, St. Peter, okay? Um, I always go back to him because this guy was a fisherman. And a lot of people don't know that. I don't know if you've ever met an actual fisherman like today, but um, there's a show called Deadliest Catch on Discovery Channel. You guys should see it. It's pretty rough. Um, and you see these men and we think of fishermen like, oh, they're so common. The Bible always depicts them on this boat and they're just like, they're just putting a net in the ocean. And it's just super, <laughs> these were rough men. Yeah. When I, I, I went to the Philippines and my mo- grandmother, she has some property near a beach um, in the Philippines. And I remember one day they wanted to get lunch. So they just called the local fishermen over and they called these dudes cigarettes in mouth ripped no body fat hands like leather scars on their face cur- cursing up a storm and they're like what do you want and they're like oh we want some dinner like, cool get it and they went to go get it and i'm like those are fishermen and every culture that i've researched fishermen are always like the rough men they're the men willing to step up and uh they have to step into the storms even and fish <laughs> they have to step into hard conditions so self-discipline really comes down to self-mastery and being able to discipline ourselves is not just a tenet of an, an equality of the Catholic faith, uh, but it's also a, a quality that is found in martial arts as well. And I think that's where I kind of, if you guys follow my posts on Instagram, especially on Sundays, I try to tie in the faith with some warrior aspect, um, whatever that may be. And so um, that's something that I, I, I'm still a big believer in. And, I, and at the end of the day, if I could sum up self-discipline in one go, it's just being a man. Mm. Like, do what you're supposed to do as a man. For instance, uh, you, and you have a newborn, so you know what I'm talking about. When my little guy, Evan, was born, I didn't want to wake up in the middle of the night to go feed him. Right. I didn't want to do that. It doesn't matter what I want. What do I got to do? So I'm going to go do that, right? Um, we already do it. Like, if we really want to do something, we're already going to do it. And if we know something is our responsibility, we're going to step up and do it. So what you guys, I think uh, both of you, I, think, I know that Ray mentioned this uh, before the call, but uh, that post I made about... Um, the home gym and training every morning. Um, I made that post not to brag. I just really, I want to show people, listen, I'm not gifted. I'm not a gifted martial artist. I'm not a gifted athlete, but I believe in the role of father and dad and husband as protector, as warrior. I really believe that. I believe that in my core. I've always believed in that, that it's our duty as men to stand up and protect our families. That requires training. That requires suffering. That requires pain. And every morning when my alarm goes off at 5.36 in the morning, I don't want to get up. But am I being the most capable, most athletic, most dangerous version of myself? That's for me what it comes down to. Mm. So I, that's why I, I posted that. And that's why I do what I do. And that's the part of the reason why I think that martial arts really develops that self-discipline. So when I have to go wake up at, you know, two in the morning on a three-day weekend, thank God it was a three-day weekend because I had been there in the weekend. But it just, <laughs> But luckily he woke up. I had to wake him up at three in the morning to go feed him. And I said, you know, just another thing. I wasn't happy about it. I was a little sleepy. I think I almost fell asleep feeding him. But I did it. And that's just yep. part of yep. being a father, being a man, just doing your job. Man, you're lighting a fire right now. I know, man. I'm, I want to work out <laughs> right like now. Really, dude. really challenging. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. Um, I, when I lived in Ghana, we, we went to I went to a fishing village. And it was really interesting. So in the morning... Mm-hmm the um, fishermen would get in the boat mm-hmm. and the, the, um, they would drop the nets. And the, yeah. the, the nets were the length of from the beach all the way to the boat. And then they'd row the boat back and then they'd grab the net. And for the rest of the day, 
They're pulling in the net. Yep. So it's like a hundred feet out. And then they're just like pulling in like, like a rope, right? Like hand over hand, just, you know, this wet, heavy thing. They're incredibly ripped. And the, the discipline, the fire, like the fire that it takes to do that all day in the sun. And then I just, I, um, and so for one, I was like, man, what a grind. Like you gotta be like, really, you gotta be really dedicated to that. And then I read this thing. It's so funny that you mentioned that today, Mike, because I read this quote, um, this morning and it said, um, it only takes one fisherman to feed the village. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. So that, so in, in a sense, like, you know, it, it takes one warrior to protect the family. It takes one fisherman to feed the village. It takes, it takes the one who's willing to right. be disciplined, to step up, to uh, answer the call, right. to, to be the man, mm-hmm. to bring that into the community. And it's, that is the service. And, you know, it. It takes a tremendous amount of courage and strength and um and like the fire within to to answer that because anyone could do it right but not everybody does it 100 and it's interesting that you mentioned that you know the uh the fishermen i'm pretty sure they have their days where they don't want to do it either right. like I, I we we all have those days where we don't want like I, I was training my middle schoolers today i think it was my sixth period and i was pushing them pretty hard and we were outside in the sun and we were pushing pretty hard and one of them just said to me mr pond i just want to sit out I just want to sit out. And I said, no, so do I. I want to sit out too. I want to go home right now. But guess what? Suck it up. We're here. Because that's what we got to do. We got a job to do. And so we finished out. And finished out. And I said, listen, it's not going to get easier. You all think it's going to get easier when you get older? It's going to get harder because you're going to have responsibilities. Like you were mentioning earlier, Ray, on this podcast, you said that when you're in high school, it's easier to be disciplined. Because the level of responsibility wasn't there as much as it is now. Now you got multiple kids. You got a job. You got a mortgage. You got all these things to worry about. So... This, this, it, it's harder to become disciplined. But I think the thing about these fishermen, the, the ones in Ghana you mentioned, or the fishermen I met in the Philippines, they know that they their duty is to feed. And what's going to happen if they decide to take a day off? Yeah. Right? Like if I decide to take a day off, that's a day that, hey, heaven forbid, what if I have to go protect my family from a violent threat? Our world's getting a little more dangerous now, right? So I, I, I would not be able to live with myself and know, hey, wait a second, I just took a day off and I could have been becoming more capable, right? That And you can't schedule an emergency, right? <laughs> you can't schedule this. You got to be prepared all the time. And I'm sure these fishermen, again, want to take a day off, but they know that they do, they slack off. There's people depending on them. And I think that's also where discipline comes from. It has, it's, it's from the self, but you also know, like, it's coming from something deep within you because you have a duty. So if I have a duty to protect my family, if I have a duty to be the most skilled martial artist I can be to teach my students, because I can't teach, I can't do, right? I have to be able to be highly skilled to teach them these things or else why, what's the point, right? Um, I, I can't be that guy for my family. I can't be that martial artist for my students if I if I only focus on me. Because it was, if it was just the Mike Pana show, I would just sleep in till 10 a.m. And I would just eat Cheetos and watch Netflix. That's what I would want to do. But that's not, it's not all about, because I realize like the fishermen, there's a village I have to serve <laughs> yeah. and that's where it comes down to. So I think, yes, it's good to be self-disciplined and be like, yeah, I've got this discipline. I'm going to be a man. That's true. But we have to understand what being a man means. Men excel in a place of service. And if we don't recognize that we become boys, 
right? We just kind of hang out and we don't serve anybody. We're not producing anything. We're not, we're not creating that. So anytime I get lazy and I feel it too, because I mean, I'll give you a good example of my day. I woke up at 5.45 this morning. I worked out. I took care of I got my kid out of bed. The other kid I had to feed while I was doing it. My wife was getting the other kid ready. We were doing the whole morning routine that we, we as dads do. And then I teach these kids straight. I don't even have a break. I don't even have a really long lunch break. My lunch break's like 15 minutes. And I just went straight. And then I came home, did some errands, came back home, went to teach for two hours, had to do the chores, took care of things with the wife, and now I'm here. I can't be like, well, I just want to sleep in tonight. I can't do that because what if people need to hear this message? What if people need to hear what's going on? Or what if there's somebody listening to this message right now that needs this? It's not just about us. And um, that's something I'm learning right now, especially as a dad. I'm a young dad and a, I'm, a, I'm a young husband as well. Um, but I, I have to step it up because I know that people are counting on me. And that's overwhelming sometimes. It's a little scary for us as men, frankly. But that's our job. That's our job. Yeah, so Ray, put put down those Cheetos right now. Just like Sorry, man. Yeah, let it go. Wipe, wipe your finger on your pants. Yeah. And Delicious it, though, man. <laughs> Cheetos and Doritos. Here we go. <laughs> No, but I mean, you're what you're saying right now to me. It, I'm like like what Ayer said. I'm fired up, man. I want I want to I want to get back into it. I I do. I have a I have no excuses. I have a home gym. Um, all I need to do is just like step downstairs and and it's there. But it's gathering dust. But more so, and I want to transition this into my spiritual life as well. Into the uh, and in in fatherhood arise we try our very best to push each other and really not just each other, but ourselves to defend that uh, prayer time with God. And we set that in the morning and you said it on your post. And that's what kind of fired me up to, to have this conversation. You're like, yeah, if if I don't do it in the morning, I'm probably not going to do it in in an afternoon. You know, like you got to really set it straight and and start your day. Right. Mm -hmm. So, with that, I want to transition into that whole taking care of your relationship with our Heavenly Father. As fathers, we need to, to make sure our relationship with God is, is right and it's strong. Because as, as we mentioned in the very uh, beginning of this podcast, spotlight is on us. And sometimes we don't acknowledge it, but people are looking at us. And we, we want to make sure that we're pointing to the Heavenly Father, right? Right on. Right on. Um, so in terms of that. So I, I was speaking to Ray about this before I was signed on, but something I found out recently, which really fascinated me, Friedrich Nietzsche, um, the famous philosopher, right? Um, often associated with atheism, often associated with being anti-Catholic, all these things. One of the things that I found interesting about Friedrich Nietzsche that I learned recently was that he had a lot of issues clearly with the Catholic Church. He had a lot of issues with religion in general, right? But the, he would admit, he admitted that he really admired Catholics for their level of self-discipline that he admired their ability to fast. He admired their ability to stay dedicated to a set moral code. And I, I, I don't lead a faith-based organization as you guys do. My podcast is not a faith-based organization or a faith-based podcast rather than as yours is. But the one thing I will say is that, and going back to your point about the, uh, the working out part, right? It's collecting dust. For me personally, I don't see a distinction between the weight room the martial arts room or the prayer room. I don't, I don't mm. like that. That's just how I've always operated. Um, because for me, I mean, there's that whole saying in the Bible, right? Your body is your temple, right? Is a temple of the Holy spirit. So in my, 
when I'm training, I know that I'm forging not just fighting skill. I'm not training just to look good in a mirror. You know, I'm training for a purpose, right? Am I glorifying God through my body, right? Does my body reflect? Like when my sons look at me or when my students look at me or when my wife looks at me, do they see God in the sense of, do they see his representative here? Do they see his ambassador here, right? Because mm -hmm. we're representing that, right? And so for me, like when people ask me all the time and I've, I've had people, you know, of uh, even different faiths in my group, we, we're all different people in our group and the men of faith, the Christians in the group, like, oh man, I just can't, I just can't pick up that Bible today. I can't, I just can't sit in prayer today. And I said, you know, do some pushups right now. <laughs> go, do, go hit the bag right now. What does that have to do with it? Everything. Because when your body starts moving that. a certain way, your mind, because the people, I think a lot of us get into this very uh, dualistic kind of like, there's the mind and there's a body. Mm -hmm. and there's also soul. It's all one thing. Like Father Mike Schmitz, who I'm sure you guys are familiar with. Uh, he's one of my favorite guys, priests to listen to uh, on YouTube and on podcasts. And he said something interesting on a recent podcast interview. He said, nothing is neutral to the soul. Mm -hmm. Nothing is neutral mm -hmm. to the soul. So yeah, you have a hard time in your prayer life. Maybe you should start training. It's not, they're, they're connected. They're, they're, they're actually connected. I remember once a few years ago um, when I was very, uh, it was e easier to get to confession. I remember this. Uh, there was a traditional parish near one of the original kickstart schools I was teaching at. And I had a long lunch break, which was like amazing. I had like a 90 minute break. I don't know how I landed that, but they gave me a 90 minute break. So I would go and occasionally I would drop in and nothing fancy, just sit there in silence in the church because it was just quiet. And I, you know, eat my lunch in the parking lot and go in there. And then I remember they were doing confessions one day and I was struggling with certain things in my life. And, um, the priest behind the cry, I couldn't see his face. I couldn't see his face. And he looked at, he listened to my, my struggles. And he said to me, he goes, so you have a problem with self-control, controlling your temper, all these things. Do you like salad? Oh, what? Like at a, at a church, like, you know, it's like, do you like salad? Oh my God. No, I hate salad. I hate salad. He goes, get a salad right now. When you leave, I want to go, go down the street. To salad. <laughs> and he goes, do you like salad dressing? Do you want dressing on that salad? I said, no. He's like, then I, all I want you to do is eat just the vegetables, no dressing. He told me that. That was his advice. And I really believe that this is like the right priest for me because, you know, he's thinking about the physical. He said, listen, you want to develop some temperance? We talked about four cardinal virtues, right? Prudence, justice, fortitude, and temperance. Temperance is that self-discipline aspect. If I can harness my, my temperance by eating a horrible, blandless salad, <laughs> I can choose to do it, by the way, self-mortify that way. Getting into this garage gym at 5.30 in the morning when I'd rather be sleeping and, you know, hitting a bag or working my weapons training, I, I, it, it's easier. Uh, so training the body trains the soul. Training the mind trains the body. It, it's, it's all integrated. So that, that's what I would say to that. So in terms of the spiritual life, it, 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 for me, there's no difference. That's so wise because um, we actually took uh, students on a pilgrimage this mm -hmm. weekend. Yeah. And um, about 180 kids. And, um, you know, there wasn't a lot. I wouldn't say it was like a super prayerful thing. Like we weren't like praying the rosary as we walked. But guess what? We were walking. Right. Yeah. And and that kind of the physical exercise, that physical part of it, it's all integrated when we're when we're actually one. You know, the Greeks, they they made the distinction of the mind and the body but the hebrews of the old testament they didn't see that distinction that those are two different things they saw that it's it's one thing the the mind and the body the all of that the soul all of that's one mm -hmm. and so so uh yeah i think it's it's to our 
it's it's to our harm when we say, well, I'm going to work on my spiritual life, but I'm going to neglect right. my physical life. We got to work on all of those things and discipline all of those things and like get stronger in all of those things. And I say that as a, a as a person who needs to get stronger in all of those things. Amen. No, I mean, that's totally true. And one of the things I, like I said, the, the, the Jesus, the people Jesus picked to lead his, 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 uh, his movement, if you will, these were not feeble men. These are not weak men. These were physically right. capable, tough, rugged men, yeah. crass men, not, not, yeah. not choir boys. These were not baristas. These were, these were yeah. men who worked the docks. These were men who were probably getting into fights. And uh, if you saw my post from last Sunday, there's a picture of St. Peter's sword. These right. guys were strapped. These were so we have to kind of embrace that aspect of our masculinity again and recognize that we're supposed to be physical. Uh, God made men more not in, in general. Men are stronger than women. On a like, if you took an average man off the street and a woman off the street, the man is typically physically stronger. Um, and there's a reason for that, right? Because God knows that there's going to be threats in this world. He knows that there's going to be things that need to be lifted and moved. My, if something needs to be moved, my wife's not going to do it. It's going to be me. If there's going to be a, a weird noise at two in the morning and we check the security cameras and there's some guys outside looking into my house, my, my wife's not going to go check that. Mm-hmm. It's going to fall on me. So I need to make sure that I'm physically capable in those regards. And also, like you were saying, there's a connection, right? When, you, when you're praying and you're, 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 you're walking, there's something there. It's like we're by, by training our bodies, we're training our souls. If there's a spider, though, on the wall, that's my wife, man. That's her department. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I got some moves for that. I got some moves for that. <laughs> yeah, how many, how many uh, holes in the wall do you have, Mike, from the sticks that are hitting those right? spiders? Oh, yeah. I'm looking at it right so, now. so, Mike, uh, true confession true. here. True confession. Um, I have always wanted to do Filipino martial arts my entire yeah. life. Well, I think it's the coolest thing. So, my kids are in Shaolin Kung Fu. Oh, wow. And that's also, it's also super rad. But, you know, there's something about about the Filipino martial arts for me as a Filipino when I when I see it, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, um, that that it's like it speaks to me, right? And and I want to get into it, but I also feel like uh, here's here's this voice that says you're too old, you're too old, you're too old to like start this start that game, right? Um, and so then I listen to that voice and I'm, and I'm not doing it. And I don't know where there's any Filipino martial arts in, in my area. I'm in sure Seattle? Are you in Seattle or where are you? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm in the South part of Seattle. Okay, cool. Well, I know there's some guys in Tacoma that train. That's probably yeah. harder for you. Oh, that's right. Well, I work in Tacoma now. Okay. So you, I remember you mentioned that. So you, right. we're going to have to hook up after this. hundred percent. hundred percent. Um, yeah. Um, Filipino martial arts is, I've been studying it since I was about 11 years old. Um, and, and long story short, it, I, it went from being this thing. I, I like, like you, like when I saw it for the first, I was like, wait a second. There's like, there's something in my heart. There's something in my soul that knows what that is, right? And so it's like there's something that's it's innate in me. So I just ended up training under some amazing people, and eventually found my instructor, Carl Tuhan Carl Atienza. His name was titled Tuhan, which is a master instructor in the system, um, and he's the head of Atienza Kali. And he really showed me um, not just how to fight effectively, but also how to apply those principles to my life. And so I've applied a lot of those principles in my family life, my faith life, and all these different things. Because um, the, the Filipino martial arts were based in serving your community. Because back in the day, historically, the Filipinos, unlike most countries, we didn't have like a, for, there was a good chunk of time, especially during the Spanish colonization, where we didn't have like an, a unified army. So yeah. it was the villages protecting themselves against invaders. 
And so here's a scenario. So imagine the three of us, we're here and we're hanging out and we, we, we see a messenger coming down the road, down the dirt road in our village in the Philippines, maybe 200 years ago and saying, hey, listen, um, everyone get your machetes. There's an invading force. We need to prepare. You have a week. And these were just normal guys, farm laborers that had to go to war. And they had to be very skilled at a moment's notice. And so they were training constantly. So in addition to their physical labor jobs, they were training constantly. They were engaging in combat constantly. And I think obviously right now in the day, day and age we live in, that's not as common. And obviously it looks, well, depending on where you live, I think the, the, the crime rates are skyrocketing in most major cities. But um, it is something that we, I think, in our group, we have realized is deeper than just weapons, combat, and self-defense. It really does come down to um, harnessing and mastering yourself. And being aware of, again, that warrior role to protect, um, we can't sleep on that. And we have to develop the skill sets for that. But it's not because I want to be a violent person. It's because I simply want to serve my family best. I want to serve my community best. And if there's somebody who needs my help, which has happened in the past, um, I am willing to step in to that. Um, and that comes down to the whole self-mastery, self-discipline thing, right? So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is some great conversation, great uh, um, uh, topic to talk about, really, with our Filipino roots as well, and that Bayani warrior roots, right? So uh, we'd love to have you on some other time as well in the future. Uh, but as we wrap things up, any any last words, Iris? Any anything before uh, Mike uh, can close up in a prayer? Well, Mike, I, this is awesome. I, I'm like super into this and. <laughs> Uh, I saw a post that you put from uh, Ernie Reyes Jr. You like met Ernie Reyes. You, did, yeah. That's your and you said that's oh, your man, friend. Yeah. You know Ernie Reyes yeah. Jr. Yes, we so he trained. So we met at an event for a system called Sakali, uh, which is like the older brother system to Atienza Kali. Oh, so yeah. he does that. He does Kali also. Yes, oh, Sakali. He's a Sakali practitioner. Yes, and oh. uh, in addition to Taekwondo master and all these things. So, uh, yeah. but we met at this event, and he and I remember looking at it, everybody was like, looking at like that. That's that's like our childhood hero. Right. And so I went up to yes. him and I went right up to him and I said, Hey man, listen, like, I just want to let you know, like you are one of the reasons why I'm here. You're the one of the reasons I'm in martial arts right now. Uh, thank you for being such a good role model to me. He goes, Oh, thanks man. Cool. He goes, you getting lunch? I said, yeah, there's a burger across the street. And we just grabbed lunch. <laughs> what? And so honestly, it's been a long time since I've seen him. Um, he was, he, he was here for an extended stay in the Dallas Fort Worth area for quite some time. So we actually got the train weekly for a bit in, in, in Sayakali at the time. And, uh, but he's such an amazing guy, such a great, humble guy. Um, good dad, solid dad. Yeah, um, he's got great. That's dad. cool. Yeah, so he's a cool dude. But yeah, um, I honestly I haven't spoken to him in a long time. I really need to change that. I hope I get uh, I get to see him again soon. But yeah, he's a he's a great guy, and uh, he actually was kind enough. He just showed up. Like I said, hey man, by the way, I'm getting married tomorrow. I just told him, I don't know why I did this. I was like, hey, I'm, I'm just inviting people like to the church want to come. I know you're busy. He's like, yeah, sure, I'll drop by, and he was there. And oh, he had to flight or something, but like he he showed up, and that meant so much to me at the time. And he's just such a great guy, and I really wish the best for him. And if he's listening to this, I hope he's okay. So I, I got to definitely catch up with him. So yeah, dude, the last electric night that thing like <laughs> changed my life when I saw that because because you see like a little Asian guy right like kicking butt right, and I and I in that I saw myself right like there were so so sure. few. Uh, images or, or representations of a person like us, right? Hundred percent doing it, 
100%. Yeah, so all of those all of those things are 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 really important, I find, and yeah. um, I really honor you for doing that in your community, um, stepping up and and living it out and um, being the Ern the Ernie Reyes Jr. for <laughs> for all these other folks um, in your in your town for the these middle school kids and and in your in your community and most importantly in your family that's uh that's the most important thing and and you're doing it and inspiring a bunch of people along the way so I appreciate that, uh, thank you thank you yeah, big ups to you man thank that's you, awesome thanks again thanks again brother for uh joining us and as we wrap up if you can end us in prayer we got a good four minutes left huh? you can end us in prayer and uh we'll say goodbye amen all right so uh name of the father son holy spirit amen Heavenly Father, I want to say thank you for this time. Thank you for um, Iris and Ray setting up this podcast, impacting the lives of fathers all over the country, all over the world, possibly. I thank you, God, for this um, this opportunity to speak to these men, to get a chance to know them better, uh, to have this great conversation with them, and uh, to uh, help be part of their mission. Um, I'm honored and I'm humbled to be part of their mission to help empower fathers. Thank you for that. I pray that you bless their families, bless my family, bless all of our families. Flood every room that we are in and every vehicle we are in with your love and protection. And I pray that we continue to serve our families and our communities the best we can. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks, man. Yo. Thank you. Let us know your uh, social media handle, all those platforms you got. I know you're on Instagram. Yes. So, uh, Bionic Warrior, use file. I update that regularly, so I'm almost daily on that. Best way to get in touch with me is probably through that. Um, and then uh, we have a Facebook page, Bionic Warrior Martial Arts Academy. We have a YouTube channel, Bionic Warrior. So, anything Bionic Warrior, you'll probably find us, and uh, it's not hard to find. So, uh, yeah, you can keep in touch with us that way. Thanks, man. How about you, Iris? Uh, you can check me out at Called to Rise on Instagram or at my website, Called to Rise. .org. How about you, Ray? Continue to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Fatherhood Arise and visit us on our website, fatherhoodarise.com. Hey, thanks again, fellas. God bless you. Thanks, Mike. All right, thanks. I appreciate you. Peace. We'll do this again. Thank you, guys. All right, man. Yeah. Right, peace. peace. peace.